You know, there's a great revival happening in the world. I had somebody say to me the other day that the, the church is, seems like it's going under, and all, not this church, but the church the, over the world. It's like the, the enemy's winning out. And all. I said, not true. Not true. God's having revival. Amen. God is having revival. Amen. We may not happen. It may not be happening the way we think it's supposed to be happening and all that, but God's having revival. I hear reports all the time of great things God's doing in this world. Mighty things, glorious things. He's moving, amen? There is a great revival happening in the world. The church is being drawn to spiritual things. I don't know about you, but I know I feel so much more drawn after the things of the Spirit and the things of God than I ever have. God's speaking things, and He's showing us things, and He's imparting things into us. He's preparing us for the revival. He's preparing this church for the harvest that He's got prepared for us. The church is hungry, and it's expecting God to move in mighty ways, man. There's just a, oh, just an excitement and underflow of the Holy Ghost in everybody's lives and in our conversations of what God is going to do and how he's getting ready to move, and he's, getting, he's working in the lives of people, amen? It's really easy to get distracted from that and listen to what the world's saying and listen to the things that you see with your carnal eyes in this life and let that start dictating your thinking. No, 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 no. In the name of Jesus, you walk by faith. You stay upon the Word of God. You listen to what the Spirit's saying to the church, and you let that lead and guide you and keep you. There is a global harvest coming, amen? And that harvest is requiring all of us to get involved in it. None of us are exempt. We're all required to be part of that harvest, amen. We can't just talk about it. We can't just pray about it. But we must, every one of us must get involved with it, amen. And there's many ways we do that. So, yes, we have to pray, as I spoke about last week, because I need to become more and more like Christ. You need to become more and more like Christ. I need the heart and the passion and the purpose of Christ to be in me. And one way that we develop that is through prayer. But we must also hear the voice of God. I talked last week about praying. This week I want to talk to you a little bit about hearing the voice of God. You know, when you look in the Bible, we see that the great revivals that took place happened because people were hearing the voice of God. They listened to the voice of God. They were able to hear what he was saying, and it's all through the Bible, amen, but I want to look at uh, Peter in Acts chapter 10 for, for an example here tonight. I'm not going to read it. Most of you probably know the story. Uh, I'll try to give you the background to it a little bit as I go, but in Acts chapter 10, just before the great revival that takes place in the house of Cornelius, who is a Gentile, we find Peter on the rooftop, and he's praying, Amen. Now, we celebrate the revival that happened at Cornelius' houses because that was the first time the Holy Ghost was poured out on a Gentile. And we, 2,000 years later, are recipients of that revival, amen? So we celebrate that, and we're thankful for it. That, that was the revival of the Gentile people beginning. Cornelius, he was a Gentile, and he was seeking God, and God was hearing his prayers, he wanted to know God, and he wanted to know God more deeply. He was devoted to God. His whole life was devoted to God. But a vital component of that revival was the apostle Peter. Peter being willing to pray was vitally important to that revival. The people of God being willing to pray is crucial to revival and harvest. Your and my prayers are crucial. They're vital to the harvest that God wants to bring. 
But not only was Peter praying, was his praying vital, but he was also hearing the voice of God. Okay? He didn't just pray, but he heard the voice of God. Peter went to the rooftop, it says, to pray, amen. He was waiting for food to be prepared. They were cooking dinner, and he wanted to, while he had some spare time, he thought he'd go pray. While he was waiting, (laughs) he went and prayed. In Peter's spare time, he went and prayed. It wasn't the hour of prayer. It wasn't the time that he prayed every day. It was in his spare time he went and prayed. So so I just want to ask you tonight, what are you doing in your spare time? When you get some extra time, if you can even, if we can even call it that, I don't know. But if we have time, what are we doing with that time when it's not already accounted for? What are you doing in your spare time? There's a lot of distractions in our world, as Ben just told us. There's many things vying for our attention. There's many things vying after our energy and our resources and, 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 and what we have to offer in this life. There's many things trying to take those things from us. But when we use our spare time to commune with God, He can speak to us. When people be, go beyond the schedule... And we devote even more time in communion with God. He can speak to us in ways that he doesn't always speak to us. So let me encourage you to put the distractions aside. Put those things of this world that have no eternal value in your life, put them aside. Quit spending so much time with them. Cut out the entertainment of this world and the voices of this world. And give yourself over to a relationship with God and see what happens. Take it a little further. Take your relationship a little deeper. Press in further with God and see what happens, what he can do with you and through you. Amen? Peter was praying, and the Lord began to speak to him in a vision. And this vision was symbolism symbolism to uh, help him understand some things. In the vision, a great sheet was let down from heaven. And in that sheet, there was all these different animals that were unclean animals to the Hebrews, to the the Israelites. They were... It was, it was animals that they were forbidden to eat, but the Lord's sitting there telling him in the vision to eat. He's saying, eat the food, Peter, and Peter's like, no, I've never ate any of that stuff my whole life. I'm not going to start right now, Lord, and, Peter, and then the Lord's like, eat the food, Peter, and this goes on several times. You know, at first, Peter's thinking like, this can't be, like, what, what's really happening here? Like, Lord, you're telling me to do something my whole life I've been told I'm not supposed to do. But the thing is, he could hear God's voice saying to him that this was going to be good, and it's okay. Okay? You may not always understand why God is saying something to you. God might speak something in your life and ask you to do something. You may not understand why he's even saying that to you. But if you can hear the direction of God that is coming to you, then you can step into your destiny and your calling and your purpose that God has ordained for your life. Because more than likely, and just possibly, it's not going to look the way you think it's supposed to look. Because his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. Who can know the mind of Christ or mind of God? So finally, Peter stopped arguing with God about the vision, and he listened to the voice of God. And he obeyed the voice. Because he realized, and just to shorten the whole story here, that God was sending him to Cornelius' house And that God was going to pour out his spirit upon the Gentile people. Massive revival getting ready to happen. Again, it's a 2,000-year revival that's still going on. And we are all recipients of that, that revival. 
See, God has great revival in your place of ministry right now. Each and every one of you, God has revival for your ministry, right? You are all ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. Just because you might not hold a title in the church body, that don't mean you are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God has revival for your ministry right now, if you'll step into it. God has great revival in your life, but, but we'll only uh, be sensitive to it if we are praying and we can hear his voice. We've got to be able to hear his voice because if we can hear his voice, then we will operate and we will flow and we will live in the revival that he's ordained for each and every one of us. We'll listen to him. We'll walk with him. We'll step into things that to ourselves seem like, oh, man, I can't ever do that. And God will be like, yeah, you can. And you'll step into it. And you'll step into the revival that God wants you to lead and to God in your own life and in your own ministry. I say your ministry. That's your, that's your home. That's the city. That's, the, that's where you work. That's the school you go to. That's your ministry. Amen. It ain't this. This is so little of all that stuff. We're here like five hours a week. My God. That's your ministry. My God. God wants you to have revival in your ministry, but you got to be willing to listen to him. And when he asks you to do some things that you think, oh, I don't know about all that, God, and he says do it, then you just step out in faith and do it. And let him handle the rest. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to hear the voice of God. Do you want to hear the voice of God? I want to hear the voice of God. I don't want to dismiss it. I, I, I don't want to act like it's my own imagination when I hear it. When Ezekiel or Isaiah or David or so many others in the Bible heard the voice of God, they didn't dismiss that voice. They heard him and then they responded because they knew it was his voice. I don't want to dismiss the voice of God. I don't want to miss the voice of God. I want to know his voice. I want to hear his voice so that I can obey it because I trust that he has plan his plans are way better than my plans. I want to know what he wants for my life. I want to know where he's leading me, what he wants my next step to be and my next action and what I put my energy and my life and my finances and everything I got into. I don't want to be the one dictating that. I want him to dictate it. And for that to happen, I have to hear his voice, and then I have to obey it. We have to realize that it is his will for each of us to know his voice, amen? It's his will for you to know his voice. You should never question that. You should never doubt that. If you do, that's a lie from the devil because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They hear my voice and they know it. We should know the voice of God. It's God's will for you to know his voice. Amen. Now, I, I want to say, this is kind of a thing, like everybody, oh, how do you hear the voice of God and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, you know, we hear the voice of God probably way more than we think we do. We probably hear it a lot more than we think we do. Many times when we think about hearing the voice of God, we think about hearing an audible voice or something. You know, God, wake up, go there, do this, do that. That would be great. That would be amazing. That would, that would be amazing. Like, that would make it so much easier, wouldn't it? Like you just had like a thing in your ear, like, in, like you guys have in worship, an in-ear. One, two, three, chorus. Okay, Lord. Go left. Go here. Right on, Lord. That would make it a lot easier, amen? 
But the truth of the matter is that's not the way it always happens, right? But we hear God's voice in several ways, and if we can understand this, I want to try to help some of us here because this really impacted me. And if we can understand that he doesn't just talk in an audible voice all the time and, and we can start to realize that and recognize it in our own lives, then, then we will hear his voice more clearly. We will recognize when he's speaking to us in that little whisper, just the movement of his spirit in our life and not the audible voice. See, um, all throughout your days, if you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, if you've been filled by the Holy Ghost, by speaking in tongues, you know you got the Spirit, and you're staying connected to God in prayer, God is speaking to you. He is speaking to you. I'll guarantee you that He's speaking to you. He's talking to you. He's, he's putting things in your heart and your mind and, and leading you and directing you. We just don't always hear it and recognize it, or we dismiss it, or we think it's something else, or we think it's our own selves, or whatever. See, the thing you got to understand is God's voice is not outside of you. God's voice is not outside of you. God's voice is in you because he put his spirit in you. And when he put his spirit in you, he put his voice in you. So the voice doesn't come from out there somewhere. It's coming from in here. When you have the spirit, you have his voice inside of you. God's voice is when he replaces your instincts with his instincts. God's voice is when he replaces your instincts with his instincts. Many times when we just think we're going about our business and, and we're going through our day and we're doing our thing and we're just going about our emotions and going here and doing all this stuff, but really it's actually God directing us. It's actually God telling us to do things many times. When you feel like you need to go to the store, but it's not all that important at the moment, yet you feel like you need to go, and it's like, well, I guess I got to go get some milk. So you go anyway, that's listening to the voice of God. Now, you need to keep listening because you might get in there. There's probably a reason he sent you there, and you got to hear him again, and then you got to obey him again because he might say, that person right there, I don't know what about him. I, I don't know, but he might just say, that person right there. How many times are you walking through a store and just somebody catches your attention, and, but yet we just keep on walking about our business, doing our thing, because we got our schedules and our time frames, and i got to get home and make dinner. How many times does that happen? That's God talking to us, you guys. That's God talking to us. When you feel like you need to stop and pray in the middle of the afternoon for that's not what you normally do, and, like, there's something on you that's just like, it might not be an overwhelming sense, but there's something that pops in your mind, or you just feel pressed in your spirit, like, I should go pray right now for something. That's God talking to you. That's not the devil talking to you. That's God talking to you. You know, we get to those moments, and I'm talking about myself here, probably, I'm sure most of you can probably relate, you know, and we're like, oh, well, you know. Uh, that's probably just me talking or something. We just keep doing our thing, and, you know, we don't always go pray like God's leading us to. You know, waking up in the middle of the night, that's a big one, right? You wake up out of dead sleep, and you feel like you need to get out of bed, and then you're, you talk yourself out of it because you just want to stay in bed. What would happen if you got up? I mean, he might tell you to go pray. 
Who knows? He might tell you, go answer your phone, go look at your phone. Because maybe you got a text while you were sleeping, you didn't know it. And there's somebody in the hospital. That's God talking to us, you guys. That's God talking to us. We just got to listen to it and recognize it and then obey it, even when we don't understand it. Like, why am I awake at 3 o'clock in the morning all of a sudden? And I feel like I need to get up and get out of bed. And then our flesh says, no, I'm going to just come. This is way more comfortable, right? That's God talking to us, okay? You know, probably the way that God talks to me, I was thinking about this, and most personally is about prayer for other people. It happens a lot in here. Like, I'll just be standing there, and I'll look over, and it's like uh, something will, and it's almost like it, like I feel like I need to go pray for that person. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what their needs are, but I just feel like I need to go pray for them. That's God talking to you when you feel that. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I failed this weekend. Uh, I was sitting there at my grandma's house, and I guess she's my great aunt. <laughs> I'm, I can't keep track of my family. I don't even know her name. There's so many of them in there. And I see this lady like once a year. And she just happened to be there with my uncle. I, like I know my Uncle James. I know him. Because <laughs> he's always been in my life. Or since we were little ones. Anyway, we're sitting there at the dinner table. There's like, you know, them two and then me and my grandmother and some of my cousins and my other uncles and aunts and my wife. And this lady's telling me about, she's like, man, I got this like, some kind of crazy arthritis stuff, da, da, da. She's talking about all this stuff. And, like, I felt the Spirit say, pray for her. And then Chris said, uh, uh, I think I could pray out there with a bunch of strangers a lot quicker than I could pray in my grandma's house with a bunch of family. I don't know why. That seems dumb to me. But that's what I did. And literally I felt it, like, several times. I didn't hear God saying, pray for her, pray for her. I just felt Pray for her, pray for her, pray for her. And I didn't do it. And later that night when I was sitting there, I felt really bad. And I was like, okay, Lord, if I see her again, if you direct me to her. Because, again, I don't see this one. I don't even know where they live. I don't even know. Um, you, you cross our paths again. I'm going to pray for her. I'm not, I'm not even going to ask her if she's still sick or not. I'm just going to pray for her. Um, that's how God talks to us, you guys. A lot of times it's just that little Impression. You're not going to hear God all the time saying, do this, do that, do this, do that. No, he's just going to move on you. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to, you know, I I read, um, you know, when you read uh, the book of Genesis, it says the, the Spirit of God moved and then he spoke and creation happened. We always want to speak, Lord, speak, Lord, and he's just moving, moving on us, moving on us. He's not always going to speak, but my God, if we get used to the moving, he can speak, and he can do whatever he wants then. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Maybe you guys didn't. I was like, wow, I never even thought of that. I read that so many times. He moved and then spoke. Creation began. 
There are instances in your life probably that if you took the time to reflect, um, there's instances that happened and choices that were made that allowed you to minister to somebody in life. And, and we can call this the providence of God, right? Uh, it's a God-ordained moment. And, and that's true. God did ordain that moment. Amen. But it was God talking to you beforehand and directing you beforehand to get you into the position that he could now use you and work with you and minister through you to that person. You thought it was just something that you felt to do, go here, go over here, do this, do that. But really it was God speaking to you with impressions that you obeyed. And you were able to fulfill God's will because you heard his voice. You heard his voice. It's not always going to be a shout from heaven or even an audible word. It may seem much more like a feeling at times because God has replaced your instincts with his instincts. That just seems pretty amazing to me. His spirit will lead you and guide you to do the work of God. Amen. This is why you feel to encourage someone in the Lord. This is why you feel to witness to somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why you feel to lay your hands upon the sick and see them recover, because you're hearing the voice of God. It may not be an audible voice, but he's speaking to you, and he's impressing things upon you that he's asking you to do to step out for his glory, amen, because this world needs us. The world needs the church to hear the voice of God, amen. There's a world out there that needs you to hear the voice of God. It needs me, needs me to hear, for me to hear the voice of God, amen. Cornelius' house needed Peter to hear the voice of God. When God wants to move, his, he impresses it upon his people. And if we will act in accordance to what he's saying, then he will perform his miracles. He will do his great and mighty acts. He's going to save, and he's going to redeem, and he's going to heal, and he's going to deliver, and he's going to set free. Amen. But he's waiting for us to step into that. If it was up to him only, I mean, everybody would be saved, right? It's not his will that any should perish. But he's put that into our hands. We're to take the gospel. We're to go and make disciples of all nations. You know, you, you need to ask the Lord to help you hear his voice. <laughs> it's okay. God, help me hear your voice, Lord. God, I want to hear your voice. Lord, help me to, to recognize your voice. Lord, help me to not miss or dismiss your voice when you speak to me, Lord. God, I want to hear you so clearly when you speak that I never doubt it, that I never question it, and then I don't obey it. I want to hear your voice so clearly that it moves me into a place of obedience where I step in to the destiny that you've called for me for that right moment. Amen. Because there's probably a life or a soul that's weighed in the balance for eternity. Amen. Ask the Lord to help you hear his voice. My God, if you're not hearing his voice, that's a prayer you should be praying all the time. I pray that, I pray that prayer because there's a lot of voices. And I don't want to mess them up, and I don't want to mix them up. I want to hear his voice, and I want to know it. Now, it's important for us to understand that the word of God itself is his voice. Amen. The Bible that you and I read, that is his voice also. It's just in script form. It's written down. It is the written word. When he speaks to you by his spirit, 
It's more like the audio version or something. The Bible is his script. And then he speaks and he impresses through the Spirit. But it's the same word. It's the same voice. It's the same word and the same voice. And everything that he says in your spirit, you can find it backed up in the Bible. Amen? He will never speak against one or the other. The written word and the impressed or spoken word will always line up with one another. They'll never go against each other. Amen? They're always going to come together because God is a God of, of unity and cohesion and clearness, and he's not going to lie, and he's not going to change anything about just because. That's how you know. That's why the Bible says to bring every thought into the captivity of Christ because those thoughts that are coming into your head or the words you're hearing spoken by people and things, like if you don't know, you need to go back to the Word. If you don't know right off by the Spirit impressing you, then you need to get in the Word and look it up. There's going to be a principle there somewhere that will explain it to you. Amen? I, I want to, oh, man. I want to share this, this is a story with you real quick. Uh, Joel, I was listening to a thing with Joel Ershon the other day, uh, and he was talking about a young couple in their church, and uh, they got in a car wreck, real bad car wreck. The, the the lady wasn't hurt at all, but the man was uh, very, he had to go to the, it was bad. Like he's in the ICU, all this stuff's going on. He had swelling in his brain. They had to take part of his cranium off to let the swelling out. He had been in a coma for weeks, or maybe it had been a couple months now, if I remember right. And uh, it was bad. And and Urshan, Brother Urshan and some of the uh, elders from the church were at one of their houses, and they were praying for this gentleman. And they, they just, they were praying, and they were praying. And uh, as, as the prayer started to die down, uh, he felt the Lord telling him, keep praying. Keep praying. And he's like, Lord, I don't know. It. I've prayed everything. I've prayed for you to heal the guy. I've prayed for you to deliver him. I've prayed for you to do a miracle. I don't know what else to pray for him. And he, but he kept feeling, I got to pray. I got to pray. And so he went over in the corner and he got down on his knees and, and he just started speaking in tongues. Amen. And he just started praying in the spirit, you know, and that's pretty powerful. Like when you don't know what to pray anymore, just pray in the Spirit. If you don't know, if you don't have the words, let the words come out of you through Him. Amen? Let Him pray for you, but you be the voice to those words that activates them and releases them. And he said, he said, I prayed in the Spirit, I prayed in tongues, and I prayed in tongues, and I prayed in tongues. And then I prayed in tongues, and I prayed in tongues, and I prayed in tongues. And I just kept praying in tongues. And he said, one moment then, as that was going on, after some time, he just felt a release. And he was like, okay. And so he got up, and he, he um, wanted the, the, the guy who was in the hospital, his brother-in-law, soon-to-be brother-in-law, was there at the hospital with him also. So he called that guy up, and he said, hey, I want you to go in there, and I want you to pray for him. And, and, and he's like, well, we, well, we've been praying, Pastor, we, you know, we've been praying. He said, no, I, I don't want you to pray for him. I want you to pray for him. He can't pray right now. He's in a coma. He can't pray the prayers that he needs to pray for himself. So I want you to go in there and pray in his steed. 
You pray as if you were him, and you're praying to God what you would want him to do in your life if that was you. And so that man went in there, and he started praying, and he started praying as if he was that other man, and he was interceding. That's intercession, my friends. That's intercession. You want to intercede for somebody, and you want to get a step into their place, amen, and begin. I'll tell you what, this was on a Zoom call, and there's like, I don't know, 150 people on this Zoom call, and at the end of it, he said, right now, we're going to do just that. He said, we're going to start praying. I want you to think of somebody that you've been praying for, and I don't want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them. And I started praying for Logan, and I prayed for him in ways I've never prayed for him. I, I started speaking things that I had never even had never even crossed my mind to pray for the young man. Amen. I started praying for him and things, and man, it was so powerful, and I felt like God did something right there. Amen. Now he said, he said, I had never done that before. I had never even heard of anybody ever doing that before. But he was listening to God. And he was hearing the voice of God, and God led him to do something that he didn't know why he was, he, he, again, he was like, Lord, we've prayed. We've done all, I don't know, I don't even know what else to do. And then to tell that dude to do that, he's like, I've never told, I've never even heard that before. And the next morning, that dude popped out of his coma. And that was like, I think he said 12 or 20 years ago or something. And that dude's still in the church. He's got a family. They're living for God. He said he worships like crazy every chance he gets. He never fails, amen. He's always the first one up and the last one out. We've got to pray for our lost loved ones, the prayers that they are not praying for themselves. When you look at the prophets, they prayed for their nation as though they were the ones that had sinned. <laughs> They prayed the prayers of their nations that the people of the nation should have been praying, but they weren't. That's intercessory prayer. That's intercessory prayer. Don't be, don't be afraid to obey the voice of God, no matter how it's coming to you. Whether with an impression to act or a spoken word from God or his written word, don't be afraid to obey the voice of God. Even if he's asking you to do something you've never done before, even if he's asking you to step out of all your comfort zones and step out in the Spirit, you just listen to the voice of God. The Spirit will lead and guide you, and he will lead and guide all of us if we're listening to him. Pray for boldness to do what God's asking you to do. As you're praying for God to speak to you and for you to hear his voice clearly, pray for God to give you boldness. Pray for God to impart boldness into you, amen? We don't have to be uh, bold to be used. Of, you don't have to be bold to be used of God. You don't, not in and of yourself. It's not about you, it's about him. It's about the spirit of God in you, amen? The spirit in you will be bold for you, hallelujah. It won't be about your attitude or your personality or what you think about yourself or anything like that. But it will be the boldness of God working in you and through you. You just ask God to make you bold. You should start praying that every day. If you ever struggle with the fact that God impressed something in your heart and your spirit to do something for somebody else to minister to them and you pulled back because you were worried about what they would think about you or so-and-so would think about you or... And so you, pull, you need to pray for boldness. You need to pray, God, give me boldness. God, God, give me boldness, and we'll see what God will do. Amen? 
The apostles turned their world upside down because they asked God for boldness, and he made them bold. Yeah. And they asked God for wisdom, and he made them wise. Amen. And he will turn the world upside down through us just as he did with them. If we will pray, if we will hear the voice of God, and then we will, with boldness and with wisdom, we obey the voice of God. Because it's not about us, but it's about Christ in us. Amen. It's not about my ego or what people think about me. My God, it's about what they think about the God that's in me. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. I want us to do that right now. Lift your hands up, and I want you to ask God to give you boldness. And I want you to ask God to let you hear his voice like you've never heard his voice. I want you to ask God to give you wisdom, God, to step out, God, in love and in mercy and grace, to walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, I partner myself with you, God, so I've got to hear your voice, God. God, and in my weakness, you are made strong, God. In my fears of myself, God, God, you are bold, Lord God, and you are able, God, you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly, God, above all that I could even think to ask of you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, let your boldness, let the Spirit, God, just minister through us, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord, I pray that you minister in us and through us, God, that you minister to us and through us, Lord God. Let the Holy Ghost, God, move through our lives, God. God, we want to hear your voice when you speak, God, and we want to be bold in God, wise, God, to obey it and to step into it, Lord, because, God, it's about eternity, God. It's about eternity, God. Hallelujah, God, it's about eternity. The world needs a bold church. The world needs a church that's hearing your voice. Uh, the world needs a church that's obeying your voice. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Ah, all those things that the enemy uses to hold your mind bound up, to keep you timid. To keep you uh, held up to where you're not willing to step out. God, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus right now. I take authority over those lies in the name of Jesus and I cast them down and I lose revelation and I lose understanding into the hearts and the minds of people of the power of Christ that's in them. The power of the Holy. God, we are your witnesses, Lord. You said we shall be your, not might be, not could be, not can be, but you shall be my witness in this earth, my God.